Adams, pressure, lofting one, end zone incomplete. Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't catch up. There's a flag at the 10. Hang on, there's a penalty. Fire to the pass, holding, number 24, defense, five-yard penalty. Worst-case scenario, you'll see James Bradbury. They're going to say he grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I don't know. Mike, listen, I think on this stage... I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he saw it. Just, it changes the entire complexion of how this classic game's going to end. The ref took that from us with a ticky-tack call. If the call's debatable, you do not call it. In the National Football League and the Super Bowl, if the call can be debated after, you do not make the call. And New York should have called down and said, hey, wave that off. Wave that off. That's not enough. That's not enough. We're not letting the game be determined like this. And they did not. And that's two mistakes in one play. Like, in the speed of the moment and everything, you can make a mistake. Bang. But New York is sitting there. They got guys watching the whole game. They're like in their ear. Hey, no, that's not a flag. Wave that off. You hit Carl Sheffers right there and say, wave that off. That's not a flag. They should be kicking a field goal, and we should be watching the Philadelphia Eagles see if they can do something with it. If Jalen Hurts playing the game of his life, can he make a shake? And instead, we sit there and watch them run the clock out and kick a field goal, and there's no time left. And it's just, it, it just doesn't feel right. Richard Sherman. Former 49ers corner reacting after the game, and he's right. It didn't feel right. It just was, uh, as, like I said, it was like two heavyweight fighters punching each other, pow, 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 and the score is tied in the ring, and at the very end, they're both dancing, they're both dancing, and then one fighter just takes a little jab that just lands like on the shoulder, but he gets one point and runs away. And uh, he is crowned the champion. It just uh, felt a little anticlimactic. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the show and our friend Mike Clements brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau Field and perfect for a family stay. So uh, make the Bay Family Restaurant and the Bay Motel in Green Bay part of your itinerary. If you're going to head to uh, going to head to Lambeau or anywhere else for that matter, head on up and say hi. And uh, you can call them 920-494-3441, 490 uh, 920-494-3441. Get a hold of him. So uh, Mike Clemens joining us now from out in Arizona. Mike, how you doing, pal? I'm good. How are you? Because you worked your tail off last week. Uh, I don't think you got more than four hours of sleep a night at best, but everybody was at, you know, telling me that they listened to the show and um, uh, just really appreciated hearing from all the Hall of Famers that you had on it the current players that we got on from the team hotels and it's all you that you know gets our crew together and leads us out here and and so I'll, i'm coming back tomorrow after I covered the game last night but so that that interesting turning point and you know i know you you and the listeners have been talking about this like you know did the super bowl get ruined by a call here's how it was for me first of all the energy in there last night between the eagles and chiefs fans was probably the best i've heard in the last four or five years and i've this is my 18th super bowl right? you know we go every year um and 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 so when the play happened i just looked up at, at the video and i saw that uh, that end zone shot and you see james bradbury a guy that the eagles picked up after the the giants were having some cap issues he's 29 years old he's a veteran so holly rosen was able to pick him up and add him into their secondary when you see him grab that shirt, I just thought, oh, okay, yeah, that defensive holding, all right. And I had thought through most of the game, they were letting those guys play. I mean, there were some really hard hits in that game. 
So I thought that they were the refs were playing, you know, calling a Super Bowl game. Let them play, man. Let them hit each other. It's the last game of the year. So we get Bradbury at his locker and said, what happened? What do you, you know, what do you think was the call on that defensive holding call on Juju Smith-Schuster? I mean, I pulled the jersey, you know, they called holding. I was hoping they would let it rock, you know, but it was holding. I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. This is a big game, um, and it was, it was a holding, so they called it. Yeah, it, uh, I get it, but, man, I think the rest of the world looked at it and went, it didn't really reverse his his path. It didn't hinder him from getting to the ball. The ball was way overthrown to begin with. It looks like uh, you know Patrick Mahomes just threw it to throw it in the direction to draw the penalty. Uh, so it could go either way, but I think in that particular scenario, you probably let that go. The situation reminds me of the night that the Vikings were playing the Packers at Lambeau Field. And Randy Moss scored another touchdown. And then, remember, he turned around and pretended to drop his drawers and moon the south end zone. Right. And then Joe Buck came on and said, well, that's that's disgusting. That's uncalled for. And I wondered if Greg Olson's reaction as the color guy to say, wow, boy, I don't know about that call. And they, then they, they talked to Mike Perry about it. I, mean, I watched that this morning in the TV tape. Sometimes I wonder if, if it, the way it's immediately interpreted in the game uh, kind of affects the opinion of everybody else. But ne- well, nevertheless, I was surprised. There was Nick Sirianni, the head coach, after just losing the Super Bowl, taking a, a lot of questions, big crowd around him. But the very last question was, hey, Nick, on the defensive holding call on, on Bradbury, what do you think? You know, I, like – the, those are there's going to be calls that are going to get questioned, right? Not only by the referees. There's going to be call. There's going to be questionable things that I do, or there's going to be questionable things that Coach Gannon does, or Coach Steichen does, or Jalen does. We understand that, but it's never about one play. It's 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 never about one play, and they got to make that call and split in a split decision. I'm not here to to debate whether it was the right call or the wrong call. Of course, like I'm sometimes I'm like, well, hey, I mean, it went against us. I, of course, I don't like it, but. You know, you know they got to make they got to do a hard job in split second decisions, but it never comes down to one play. Even though at times it perceives to, and that's the parody of this league that you can always track. You can always think like, well, it was just this play, and, it, and it's and that's just not the case. There's, you know, there's whatever amount, however many plays that 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 we had on offense. There's however many plays that the Chiefs had on offense, and then there's all those special teams plays too. And so. Um, Again, like I said, they had a hard job to do in split second, and and I haven't seen all the clips, but you know, uh, hey, that, that's not what that's not what wins or loses right. you the game. Thanks, coach. Mike, look, uh, I, I'll I'll say this: the the fumble by Jalen Hurts, which just the ball just fell out of his hands, and then obviously the big kickoff return or the punt return by the Chiefs. Those two plays were the two plays that turned the tide of the game that were maybe a 10 to 14 point swing. So those plays are the big plays. The the play at the end of the game certainly solidified it, but those plays are the big ones for the Eagles. And for me, Bill, I thought a couple of plays that were kind of back to back right there were uh, Kadarius Tony who gets into the game. Now, this guy had a hamstring and ankle injury that had really messed him up. And so to even see him out there on the field and getting his reps, and Andy Reid lines him up wide left, and they're using these motions to move guys, and this guy is wide open in the Super Bowl on the left-hand side, and Mahomes just tosses it to him for a touchdown. And then a few plays later, 
Defense gets a stop, and he's got that 65-yard punt return, which sets them up. Uh, you, you know, that was, to me, quite the turning point of the game. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we did talk to Juju Smith-Schuster and asked him, did, did Bradbury hold you on that passing route on the left-hand side? Oh, yes, 100%. Um, my route was to strike in, strike back out. I mean, Bradbury's a good player, but... You know, I feel like at some day it's going to be a call is going to be called. Well, I, what's he supposed to say? No, nah, he didn't do it. We got lucky. Yeah, yeah. Right? I got, away. I got away with it. But, you know, the other, you've been talking about, you know, where the Packers are right now. Um, and, by the way, it was my interpretation that Rodgers was going to do that to darkness retreat or whatever a little bit later this month. Um, do you have information that he might be doing as soon as this week? Well, I, I guess somebody in the NFL or somebody in the NFL network said that he's going in today. Uh, I thought that when he had talked about it with McAfee, that it sounded to me like it was imminent, like he was doing it like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then coming out and emerging oh, after you know to yeah. watch the Super Bowl and then go from there. But, but I guess people are writing about it that he's he was going into the deprivation today. No, my sense was that he was going to be doing it later this month, and then after that, he would, you know, after those four days, he would come out and then have to, you know, make a hard decision of what he's going to do football-wise. That, that, so I, I just, I, I do know one thing for sure: uh, the Lafleur coaching staff is back in the house today. I know that yeah. for sure. So they're back in the office, and you know, and and that would mean now that you know those guys are back in the office, Super Bowl's over with. This is when now you start making your decisions about what you're going to do with your career. Uh, the Chiefs made a lot of good decisions, guys that they've picked up in free agency, uh, just like Kadarius Tony, we talked about, Juju Smith-Schuster, who they picked up from uh, the Steelers. And so we talked to Smith-Schuster after the game how he and Kadarius Tony went from the injury list. I mean, Kadarius Tony with an ankle and a hamstring – and Juju Smith, with that uh, with that uh, knee injury, suffered against the Bengals to being stars in the Super Bowl. But that boy got here. I don't know what the Giants was doing with KT, but bro, he's a dog. And Beach and Andy Reid, bro, they they know how to pick and choose who who to go get and fit for this puzzle of this team. The, the hard part with, with him is that trying to block for him because he's so he's like a rubber man. He just jukes so, so many times. And it's hard to block for him, but as you can see, like, I mean, that punt return set us up big to put points on the board. Man, I love playing for him, man. I love I love Andy Reid, man. Like, y'all don't know him personally, but that dude, is such, dude, he's such a great dude, man. He's for the players. He's for the players. You know, he, he's not a coach that's going to, you know, drive you and, and abuse you. He's the type of coach that's going to, He's going to help you and put you in the best position possible for you to go out there and perform. Me and KT were hurt last game. All, all last week, we did not practice. He looked out for us. And our training staff, I want to give a big shout-out to Julie, the trainer. She helped KT to get to where he was at today, helped me get to where I'm at today. After the game, the AC Championship, I couldn't walk. And I came out here because I believed in my staff and I believed in them to get me to where I'm at today. Getting there early, putting treatment in. I was, I'm putting in four to five hours every day this past week in AZ just, just to make sure that we make this dream come true, and we did it. 
an amazing turnaround for guys that were banged up. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, talk more with Mike Clemens live out in Arizona. This is brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Uh, If you're looking for a stay-and-play package, you're looking for terrific food inside the casino. If you're looking for bingo, which is back, uh, they have all the games back open, uh, not to mention the 360 bars cranking as well, and they are currently in the, the reconfiguring, if you will for some sports betting. So a lot happening over at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. To find out everything, go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. More with Mike coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. A lot of soreness going through into halftime and was able to move it around and kind of get taped up a little bit and, and go out there in that second half and um, it didn't feel good but I was going to leave it all out there and uh, I, I'm glad it was enough for the win. Patrick Mahomes talking after the game. What a game he had. Wins the MVP, wins the Super Bowl MVP, caps off an incredible season. Just continues to amaze and all before the age of 27. Uh, this portion of the program, Mike Clemens, brought to you by our friends at Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau, Wisconsin's best canvas, upholstery, boat cover provider. He does office furniture, gym equipment, you name it, he can do it. All you got to do is call 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119, and just follow him, dwayne'scoverital.com, or uh, follow Dwayne's Cover It All. Uh, over there on Facebook as well, and you can see a lot of the stuff that he does. Back with our guy, Mike Clemens. So, Mike, uh, Patrick Mahomes, man, when he went down with that ankle, I thought, oh, boy, I wonder if that's going to change the dynamic of the second half of this ball game, and didn't seem to affect him too much. Right. Even when he first had the injury, uh, you know, when he suffered in that game, and they talked about high ankle sprain, and anyone that's had it or anyone that you've talked to somebody that's had it, talk about how complex it is you know they, Romeo Dobbs had it it took him six weeks to get back on the field as a rookie so you know everyone's wondering how's this guy out there running around on the field like that what kind of a horse doctor the Kansas City Chiefs have are they taking him out in back of the barn with one of those six inch long needles you know get him right. god knows what but Patrick was asked after the game did they shoot you up with a painkiller during the halftime I did not get a pain-killing shot, um, but uh, we, d- we did some stuff to get it ready to go for that second half. I mean, you're in the Super Bowl. You can worry about uh, getting it healthy in the offseason, so I, I just kind of just f- fought through, and we were able to win the game. Uh, okay, so he didn't get the shot, but they must have taped him up uh, with uh, all kinds of special tape or something to that effect, I guess, for lack of a better term. But uh, I'll tell you this, the offense uh, it was much better in the second half of this game and was able to protect him against that vaunted pass rush. I mean, we talked about the pass rush coming into this thing about how good the Eagles were in the trenches. They really didn't get to Mahomes. I've had some players say that what they can do, because you actually can't get a, a, a shot for a high ankle sprain, uh, but there's oral painkillers that they can take. Actually, Rodgers talked to us about that once. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes, both these quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts ended up with a quarterback rating of 103.4. Uh, threw for uh, 300 yards in that game. So threw some beautiful passes uh, over the middle, ones that would, that kind of surprised 
even the guys that cover the Eagles, like, you know, the deep one to A.J. Brown, which was a beautiful pass, man. It was, I didn't realize it was only 45 yards. It looked 65 yards when it happened. Uh, such a nice rainbow touch. But Patrick Mahomes going 21 for 27, 182, very efficient, a 131.8 quarterback rating, the three touchdowns. And uh, one of the things that, you know, we were talking to him about after the game was, you know, how did the Kansas City offense just seem to, there was some tremendous play calling by Andy Reid to get some of those guys wide open, even on touchdowns. But how did they generally play better in the second half of this game? I thought guys just, they embraced the moment. I think that's the biggest thing is um, that first half, we were playing, we were doing some good stuff, but I felt like guys were getting getting consumed by everything around us and not 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 just going out there and playing and enjoying this game that we've played since we were little kids um and um guys talked to the locker room and we just said let's leave it all out there let's leave it all out there for 30 minutes and see what happens at the end of the day um and i thought guys did that and uh I think the biggest thing was the offensive line. I mean, the way they were able to protect me in that second half whenever we couldn't use those chips, we couldn't use those, that stuff to help them out. Um, I guess a great, uh, great defensive line. That's the reason we won this game. I, uh, the, the defense, uh, Mike, for the Chiefs was not, uh, you know, I highly touted coming into this game. They did, in my opinion, kind of like enough. And, uh, you know, I, they didn't really cause the fumble by Jalen Hurts. It just kind of slipped out of his hands. But to capitalize on it, be in the right place at the right time, there's something to be said for that. So the Chiefs win the toss. They elect to defer. The Eagles are on the field. And on the very first play of the game, Nick Bolton, second-year kid that they uh, uh, drafted last year, uh, is only 5'11", goes about 237. But he hit the ball carrier and just, you know, you remember we saw Dick Buckus the other day uh, mm-hmm. in person? Yeah, he yep. must have been smiling. That was a football hit. And then just two plays later, Justin Reed, the safety, puts a hard hit that you know, maybe in other games the refs would have flagged for, you know, a helmet hit or unnecessary. I thought, whoa, we got ourselves a game. And yet Jalen Hurts and the, and the Eagles offense, they, they've weathered through that opening drive. They go 11 plays, 75 yards just like they have all year, just pounding and pounding and using that big offensive line. So, you know, we talked to Bolton about that momentum shift in the middle of the second quarter. It's about nine minutes left to play in the first half when they get the ball free and Bolton scoops and scores. It, he, it's all a blur, he says, but he said he actually dreamt doing that earlier this week. I, to be honest, I don't really don't. The adrenaline of what's happening, I think I got a, a left hand might have hit it on the way through. I was trying to wrap him up. Um, yeah, man, I was really praying for a good bounce, man, and I got one. Uh, it popped up right in my hands, man, like a shortstop, and I was able to just to grab it and go. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good bounce. Man, I actually had a dream about moving the sport and winning the Super Bowl, like probably like two days, two nights ago. So, uh, for it to happen, man, just it's a real man. Um, again, man, I just thank God, man, thank my family, uh, teammates, coaches, community. Uh, Chiefs Keenum, man, all of them played a part uh, in this game this one for sure. Chris Jones, you go back to that AFC Championship game, he kind of took that thing over and almost single-handedly just dismantled that Cincinnati line and beat up Joe Burrow. And in this game, part of that defense, uh, and you had got a chance to talk to Spagnola uh, earlier this week, Mike, and they just talked about just trying to kind of control Jalen Hurts and kind of keep him you know, from getting way outside and just running all over him and just trying to kind of hang on to the game rather than dominate the game. Right, and in that conversation, Bill, with Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, I thought the one thing he said toward the very end was interesting. He said, you know, you, I can't give up on the run on these guys. 
The Eagles will run and run and run. They will run all game. Just when you think they're going to start opening up and maybe start throwing, even if they're down by a touchdown or two. And, and as you can see, what they did in the first half, where the Eagles had 44 plays to only the Kansas City's 20 plays in the first half. And so I asked Chris Jones, the big defensive tackle, six foot six, 325 pounds, 28 years old. I said, how did the Kansas City defense finally start getting the ball back for your guys and kept them in the game uh, w- with the help from Spagnola? Um, a lot of players made, made some big plays, whether it's Nick Bolton um, scooping his corn, whether it's um, the big hits tonight, man. Those guys came to play. You know, and um, resilient. Um, I've been saying it all year. Um, we faced adversity a lot this year, and um, throughout that, we was able to build character along this team. It's a young team right now. Um, we got like four starters on defense. You know what I mean? And you have that type of that type of team. You know, we're we're always counted out. But these guys continue to fight. Most importantly, gotta give Spags his credit, man. Um, Spags made adjustments. Spags at the battle you guys all year talking about us, um, unfortunately, but we're super grateful to have Spags in this um, in this organization. They, uh, you know what? After they got uh, late in that ball game, I think is when they finally said, "Okay, now, 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 go!" And they started pulling the tr- the pressure uh, trigger on uh, Jalen Hurts. Exactly, and, and by the way, while I'm thinking of it, offensively the. Chiefs offensive line did a pretty good job protecting Pat Holmes. He got hit five times, but wasn't sacked all night. He got hit once mm-hmm, by Sue. Right. And that was it. As for the, the Chiefs, yeah, once the Chiefs went up 35-27 when they got Sky Moore wide open on a four-yard pass, um, I asked Frank Clark, the defensive t- uh, or the linebacker, did you guys start blitzing Jalen Hurts then? Uh-huh. That's what happens. You know that. You know that's what happens. Usually, usually, you know, a team can play the game with us. You know, they can play the game with us as long as they want. When the score is close, you know, when they got a little breathing room, you know, they want to play that little, you know, the runaway game, the quick, quick drop game. They know what they got on the defensive line coming at them. You know, they know they got me on the edge. They know they can't block me. They know they got Chris. They know they can't block him. And you know, they got to deal with us. So at the end of the day. You know, you're going to do everything. I've been dealing with that sh- my whole career for the most part in Kansas City. You know, I got Chris Jones and Frank Clark. At the end of the day, you're getting the quarterbacks, they skilled, they geared to throw the ball out. They're getting the ball out quick. O-lineman, they holding us. The schemes is getting slid. Kelsey slid to me the first pass rush of the game, and I was at defensive end. He didn't slide to Chris Jones. So at the end of the day, it's understanding the scheme, understanding what we can do as a defensive line to support the scheme, and understanding what we can do to limit the opposition. I feel like we did everything we needed to do in the second half. Then, uh, you know, Mike, we don't. We always talk about halftime adjustments, and they're not, you know, you don't make as big a deal out of them really inside the locker rooms as we do outside. But because you had almost 30 minutes for that halftime show, it certainly seemed like they took that time, at least Kansas City did, to make some positive adjustments. Bill, the Chiefs did two things. They got Patrick Mahomes' ankle feeling better, and then Frank Clark told us that he and Chris Jones had a, a sincere talk that they needed a halftime adjustment in attitude. When you got guys like Travis Kelsey, you know, you come in the locker room and the first thing Travis tells, you know, we need some energy. Like, where's your fight? You know, where's the fight? You always hear him harp on, you know, the fight for your life, the party. You know, but that's a true thing. You know, that's, it's, it's like, it's crazy. It's, a, you know, a song, but it's like, when you think about it, it's like, dang, you know, what are you willing to fight for so you can party in Super Bowl, you know, make it to the biggest party of the year? It's the question we had to really ask ourselves in the second half, like, 
you come out kind of flat in the first half, things not going your way, it's just looking bad, but then you look at it like, dang, I'm sitting in the locker like, damn, what can I do to help my team? You know, what can I do to put my team in the best position going forward? You know, and um, I looked at Chris, same thing I did the first Super Bowl. I said, we got to win this shit. We got to win this shit, period. Like, I looked at it in my defensive line. I'm like, yo, we have to win this game. I'm like, we got too many damn people here to lose this game for them to have to go home, okay? We got to win this game. Like, I got my peoples in the stands, my mama, all type of mamas, my girl, my kids, all type of people. All our family here, man, I'm like, I ain't about to watch my family. not about to watch me lose another Super Bowl. They're not about to watch me lose another Super Bowl. They watched me lose one Super Bowl. and not about to watch me lose another Super Bowl. And that was the mentality we had going on, honestly, in the second half. Man, that's a tough mentality and the adjustment that they certainly needed, and that's the way they came out and played. One more segment to go. Stay tuned. we got a lot more with Mike Clemens and the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Yeah, listen, we were right there. I don't have to motivate these guys too much. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're very motivated uh, to do well. And we were down by 10 points, so it's not that, it's not that much um, with the way our defense plays and shutting people down and, and the way our offense plays by scoring points. So it's just a matter of straightening out a couple things. And um, the guys always believe. They never don't believe. Um, they always think they're in the game. Welcome back. Good to have you. Our guy, uh, Mike Clemens, on the ground is still in Arizona and uh, wrapping things up here on a Monday. And, uh, Mike, a couple of things that were noted coming out of the game. Uh, first of all, we talked about the, the ticky-tack kind of uh, penalty, which we all understand. Uh, the halftime show, not great by any stretch of the imagination. And the fact that the field seemed to be slick, but it, it didn't seem to affect Kansas City a lot. It seemed like it was just uh, some cleat adjustments for uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I got to check back in with this later today. I'm wondering if the groundskeeper for Soldier Field is transferred out here to Arizona. <laughs> By the <laughs> right. way, that thing looked, but yeah, Frank Clark, man, I love talking to this guy. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about him. Uh, he was, I mean, he's unfiltered because you ask any other players, even the Eagles, the losing team. Well, you know, it's a, both teams had to play on that field. But I asked Frank Clark, was the, was the field as slippery at State Farm Stadium as it looked? Yeah, it did. Um, I felt like the field position was, I mean, the field was kind of terrible, honestly. It looked like they laid scripts down or something like that to cover up the grass or what it had before. But, I mean, I had this, we had this problem at, in Arizona before. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, a lot of these stadiums, they try to do new tactics and stuff with the grass or they try to do new things. I mean, I've been playing football since I was seven. You know, the best grass I've ever played on was grass that's naturally there. The best grass I ever played on was grass that doesn't move, that doesn't get shifted and sent inside and outside and all that extra stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it was the field that we were given. You know, it was the field that, you know, we were blessed to compete on. And, you know, you got to make adjustments. This is a game of adjustments at the end of the day. Uh, it's like four dudes, like, changed their cleats at halftime or had cleats being brung out to them or had taped or was doing something, trying to figure it out. Footing, I think I, I, before it plays, I started just digging in before the play, you know, just to get some footing because I was slipping. When you get on that paint, it's slippery, you know what I mean? But bad field or not, you know, you got to play football. So, You know, Mike, uh, that was one of the stories, obviously. And then the other one, uh, which we saw on opening night, was, you know, Mama Kelsey and the two Kelsey brothers going at it against one another. I mean, I, that was one of the biggest stories of the game as well. The storylines to follow, obviously. Maybe some guys retiring too. Chad Henney, the backup quarterback for the Chiefs, 
announced after the game at age 37 he's going to retire. Barry Rubin, who's been with Andy Reid, they worked, they came up together with the Packers in the 90s. He's their strength and conditioning coach. Andy Reid loves him, but he retired last night at the age of 65. you got to wonder if Jason Kelsey, the center for the Eagles, played his last game against his brother and losing the Super Bowl. It's, it's uh, I hadn't quite let the emotion get to me yet. I'm sure we'll have a more emotional interaction. So frustrated at that point. There's nothing you can really say to a, a loved one in, that, in a situation like that. Um, you know, you uh, you joke around all the time and say that you want to be your brother in the biggest stage ever, but it's um, it's a it's a weird feeling. Mike, by the way, uh, many many people are telling me now that Aaron Rodgers will be on the McAfee Show tomorrow, just before he enters the darkness retreat. Okay, good to know. Can so you, can we'll you believe be... we're actually talking about this stuff? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I get it. I mean, I, I got Patrick it. Mahomes there in front of me. He just he won back-to-back MVPs, regular season and the Super Bowl. First time that's been done since, you know, Kurt Warner in 1999. My quarterback, he's going to a dark room for four days. Mike, great stuff. We'll talk about it soon. Get home safe, and we'll talk to you, okay? Thank you, Billy. Thanks, pal. There you go. That'll do it. Time for us to get out of here. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Until then, have a good one. Whoop.